0: An injured Packers team heads into the bye week with a win, bouncing back against the Detroit Lions. How did it happen? We'll ask sports reporter Lily Zhao of WFRV TV in Green Bay. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. central at cheesehead tv i'm your host brian caravu we're talking some packers football this morning we're talking about a win over the detroit lions a win in the nfc north for the green bay packers to do that we have a guest joining us on the phone today expert interview we have lily Zhao of wfrv tv in green bay joining us this morning Ms. Zhao, how are you
1: Good, thanks for having me on. How are you?
0: Very good. We're glad you could join us and break down a Packers' victory. There's lots to talk about here. And um we'll we'll start with the guy who gets uh is kind of a lightning rod both good and bad. Bad last week, pretty much good this week. Do you, do you think Aaron Rodgers quieted the critics or or do you think the the critics will still be out there and point to an uninspired second half maybe?
1: Well, you know, I think he quieted them down for about two weeks now, considering they have a bye week uh, this coming Sunday. He broke a streak, you know, 14 games without the 100 passing yards uh, rating and broke that against the Lions through four touchdowns that first half. You saw him vintage Aaron Rodgers. He looked like he was back. Uh, it was funny because T.J. Lane told us in the locker room after one of those uh, touchdown passes to either Devontae Adams or Jordy Nelson or Richard Rodgers that, you know, he head them and said, I'm back. So it looked like vintage Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the offense just had lots of energy. The timing looked like it was back as well. Jordy Nelson looked like he was back as well. So it was all good in that first half. And, you know, even though they only put up three points in the second half, Rodgers said that, you know what, the rhythm really was there in the second half as well. But, you know, the flashes of their offense, it looks like everything's kind of putting uh, heading into the bye week.
0: Yeah, with four touchdown passes in the first half, that was certainly maybe one of the best halves of his career. So, uh Aaron Rodgers definitely looking back to form uh on Sunday. You you Lily, you allowed you alluded to Jordy Nelson being back. Do, do you think he's back to 100% or or where is he at in this recovery from the major injury last year?
1: You know, we'll never know if he's fully 100% back, but, you know, based on Sunday's performance, he looked as good as we could have hoped he would look, you know, three weeks into the season. After that one touchdown catch, he kind of tossed the ball up in the sky, you know, was leaping with Randall Cobb. They were celebrating, you know, his arms were outstretched. He was sing- signaling to the crowd to, got to give him some love, you know, was screaming, and it looked like it was very out of character for Jordan Nelson. Uh, But, you know, he hauls in those two touchdown catches. They're his first two scores inside Lambeau Field since 2014. He finished with 101 yards, made that long 49-yard catch and run in the first half. So it looks as, you know, it's a big play. Uh, Jordan Nelson guy that we all kind of know and and love. uh, He looks like he's back as of now.
0: Okay, so maybe I'm nitpicking here, but but what does it say <laughs> about the receivers that Nelson had six receptions, but no one else on the team had more than two?
1: It, it might look a little suspect on paper, I know that, but um, it's you know when you look at the first two games of the season, when it was really McCarthy relying on their top three wide receivers, you had you know Jordan Nelson, Randall Cobb, and Devontae Adams. It took about I think 84 percent of the snaps through the first two games. They really did spread the ball out uh, on Sunday against the Lions. The Packers, you know, took the field with a fullback. They had the running back. They had, a you know, a tight end, a couple wide receivers. So they were spreading the ball around. And, you know, they they looked like they were trying to get Jared Cook in the passing game, but unfortunately left that first half with with an ankle injury. So, you know, Justin Perillo got a couple touches. Richard Rodgers had that touchdown catch. So it looks a little suspect on paper, but, you know, Rodgers did spread the ball around.
0: Absolutely, and and maybe it is nitpicking on my part. They still had a very good day. Um, in the running game, uh do you think Eddie Lacey's big day? He had over a hundred yards. Do you think that had to do with James Starks kind of being marginalized? He, I, I'm not even sure if he touched the ball this past game. What what's going on there?
1: Uh, you know what? You know, I don't think so. I think you know a lot of coaches. You know, when you're running back, if you, you have the hot hand and you're getting the football, and that you know, what it looked like with Eddie Lacy. He looked like the vintage Eddie Lacy, not playing out as quick as he was two years ago, but he looks a lot spryer, which is what, you know, Mike McCarthy and Packers fans would want to see. And it was, it's kind of funny because, you know, Eddie Lacy breaking the 100-yard uh, rushing game, you know, this season, no one's really talking about him. They're talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers all passing offense, but, you know, Eddie Lacy really carried the rock for them. Of course, 103 yards, and 17 carries, and that's Something very important because I know Mike McCarthy likes using down the stretch uh, in the cold weather, but he had uh, a stretch where he ran four consecutive times, and that really just helped the Packers' offense considering they were really struggling that second half.
0: We're talking to Lily Zhao of WFRB TV here at Railbird Central on a Monday morning. Uh, Lily, uh, turning to the defensive side of the football, how impressive was it that the Packers won this game? You know, without Clay Matthews, without Morgan Burnett, Latroy Guyon, uh, Dayton Jones, the list goes on. Here, they had so many guys missing. Uh, you know, how impressive was that? It,
1: it was. It looked kind of like a preseason game out there. You're like, where are all the starters? But you know, injuries happening during the NFL, and, of course, you know, the, Nets, the mantra is next man up, and that's what happened for the Packers' defense. You know, Kyler Spackrell got his first career sack, and we saw uh, rookie Kenny Clark was in there, Dean Lowry was in there, those guys along the defensive line. Then, you know, we saw the linebackers that were very active as well. Jake Ryan, I know, kind of made some waves, ran that Pfizer, Blake Martinez. You know getting there in there as well, and a lot of guys like Christian ringo and Brian Price also in the rotation, so it was good to see these younger guys who you know were able to help step up as well and they you know they held uh, the lines to sixty yards rushing so that that's pretty impressive
0: to that effect how how much did Nick Perry pick up the slack for for Matthews and company kind of at that outside linebacker position where he had a really good game
1: well, I know a lot of Packers fans and of course the players know. Nick Curry's full potential when he's healthy, and, and now that we finally get to see it, it's all kind of coming together. and really put on a show against the Lions. He tied his previous career high in two sacks and seven tackles, but he just was a big component in that pass rush, which is what we like to see at outside linebacker, you know, in that fourth quarter when the Lions are – you know, trying to drive. He got that crucial stack on Stafford. And so, you know, he, he's looking good so far. He said he's kind of disappointed we were going into a bye week because he wanted to keep playing well, but he uh, said he hopes to keep up that aggressive behavior uh, against the Giants in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, he's playing just out of his mind. Uh, I hope he continues from my Packer fan perspective. Um, <laughs> in, in the secondary, uh, Demarius Randall. Will, will people remember him And his performance on Sunday more for that interception or more for the plays he got beat in coverage and he had to leave with illness kind of an up and down day there
1: yeah and it you know it doesn't get easier for him (laughs) that's that's the big problem you know with Sam Shields out he was supposed to be that top shutdown corner for the Packers but you know when you're guarding a guy like Stephon it's it's kind of hard to do so but he didn't really have his best game last week against the Vikings and then you know, he slips and gives up, he gives up that 35-yard touchdown pass to Marvin Jones that kind of brought some life back into the into the Lions there. But, you know, he's, he's admitted, he knows well, I've got to get better. But, you know, it, he's still a young guy that there's still lots to work on. But, you know, that one, uh, that one play where he just rips the ball out of Eric Ebron's hands and, you know, takes it uh, the other way down the field, those are the plays that you would like to see out of Randall. And that's hopefully, you know, what we'll be seeing against uh, the Giants. But it'll be tough. You know, Odell back to do Shepherd, Victor Cruz coming to town, so we'll see how he rebounds in a couple weeks.
0: All right, I mean, you just—you said it. A couple weeks. How, how much will this Packers team benefit from the bye week and getting healthy here as they get some time off?
1: You know, we asked a lot of guys that you know during in, in the locker room after the game, and they all kind of said when they first looked at the schedule, they were a little bummed that it was so early in the season, but. I think, uh, my, you know, a lot of guys are saying that God was looking down on them because they really needed the bye week at this time. A lot of guys in defense are injured. You know, Clay Matthews, like we mentioned, has that ankle, hamstring. Uh, Morgan Burnett has the groin. Sam Shields with the, with the concussion. Of course, guys like LaTroy and Dayton also out as well. You know, Demarius Randall also left the game, but came back in. Aaron Rakowski has a back injury. Jared Cook left with a right ankle injury. So, you know, it's a myriad of of, uh, of injuries across the board for the Packers, and it's the perfect time for them just to really get some rest, especially because they have a long stretch ahead of them uh, after this uh, coming Sunday.
0: For sure, L- Lily. Before we let you go, you host uh, a Green Bay Nation on Wednesdays. Do you, do you already have a guest lined up this week? Uh,
1: we we are doing the best of uh, on the bye week, but uh, we're hoping uh We have a myriad of guests. Um, So we'll keep you posted on who we have by the following, but this week it'll be kind of the best of the best of the first three weeks of the season uh, for that bi-week show, but it's been a good year, we've had some great guests, Uh, Jared Cook was on with us, Joe Thomas was on with us, and most recently we had Jared Everderos, so We've had a good uh, good sampling of Packers guests, and hopefully it continues uh, later in the season.
0: Sounds good. We'll look forward to it. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us this morning. I I asked some pointed questions, but, but, but certainly a lot more good than bad on the Packers this week. So thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us, and keep up the good work at WFRV.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Okay. Take care. Lily Zhao of WFRV-TV joining us here at RailBird Central on a Monday morning. Glad to have her joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. Packers news of the day. All right. The Green Bay Packers win 34-27 to over the Detroit Lions. Last year, the Packers had a 24-year win streak snapped against the Detroit Lions in the state of Wisconsin. So now the Packers are on a one-game winning streak over the, over the Detroit Lions in Green Bay or in the state of Wisconsin, however you want to put it. Uh, but even more important, they evened their record in NFC North play to 1-1 one and one on the season. Following that loss in Week 2 against the Minnesota Vikings, it was really important to come back, get that victory... And really a bounce-back game for this Packers team Uh, in many ways. A bounce-back in general coming off the loss to the Vikings. A bounce-back individually, especially for a guy like Aaron Rodgers after he had gotten so much criticism the past week, including myself, uh, maybe as outspoken as anybody. On Aaron Rodgers, but he looked very good. Uh, Bounce back, uh, you know, for a guy like Jordy Nelson who had his best game since being injured, and maybe you—I'm not sure—is if this is a bounce back or not. But just kind of bouncing back from so much adversity on the defensive side of the football in terms of so many injuries. So. Uh, I, I really think that's kind of the way to look at this team, this the bouncing back and and looking good in the uh, win over the Lions. So to to break down this game a little bit as we do every Monday morning, uh, my chips report is no longer published online in written form. So you get it here in in the podcast instead. So to go through these, uh, your blue chip performers, two in each category. Um, one of them, Nick Perry, who I thought had the best game for the Green Bay Packers. Um, and and you know what it's continued all season long and that's really the most impressive part. Every game so far this season, Nick Perry has either been in the blue chip or the red chip category now for the third straight week. But on Sunday he had seven tackles. He had two sacks. He had two tackles for a loss he had a pass defense. He basically abused Taylor Decker, the Lions tackle, all day long. And Nick Perry just looks fantastic. And it's it's been so important because, it, you know, for pretty much since the start of the season, you know, he's getting increased playing time in part because the Packers are trying to cut back on Julius Pepper's snaps. And that, not only that, this week the Packers were without Clay Matthews and Dayton Jones. Earlier they were without J. Elliot, Elliott. So, you know, Nick Perry has really had to step up and kind of become, you know, as far as front seven players go, he's like playing more snaps than perhaps anybody in the front seven. Those guys in the secondary uh, tend not to come off the field quite as much, especially when you're playing five, six defensive backs at a time, especially some of them. Um, but yeah, Nick Perry getting a lot of playing time and making an impact both against the run and the pass. I, I swear I, I said this on social media. It seemingly took five years for for everything to click for Nick Perry, but, it, but it's finally clicking, you know, five years into it. And I know, I know a lot of it had to do with injuries. You know, he had the broken heel he had the shoulder injury he had the broken was it wrist or something in his hand that rookie year Uh, it's been so long I forgot now what precisely it was and anyway I mean just the these all these injuries kind of adding up on him but he's out there he's healthy and he's showing what he can finally do when he's out there you know and getting extended looks you know in the past even when he was healthy in previous years he was he was sharing all that time with Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers. And now he's the guy out there getting the bulk of the playing time in the snaps and, and looking fantastic. You know, uh, he's he might be said a few weeks ago when David Bakhtiari got his contract extension. We talked about who who's the next player to get one. Well, it, you know, there there are several candidates with TJ Lang and JC Tredder and Eddie Lacy but Nick Perry might be the guy setting himself up. Now, there's there's certainly a long way to go on this and plenty to analyze. I mean, it, it could be up to Nick Perry to say, hey, I'm having a good season. I'm not even going to worry about it right now. I'm just going to worry about my play and go into the off offseason and, and, you know, worry about it then, and I'm going to make a ton of money. Uh, so he may not even be interested in talking extension, you know, during the season or things like that. So, uh tough to say. Uh I guess you'd have to ask Nick Perry if that would be something he'd be open to. So I we're really I think going to be in the dark on that until somebody asks Nick Perry. Well, we'll see if the media does. Um and who knows when it'll happen. But anyways, he he was a blue chip performer to go along with the other blue chip I think goes to Jordy Nelson. Um, who we talked about at length with, with Lily out earlier in the show, who Jordy Nelson caught six passes on the day for 101 yards, his first 100-yard receiving day since 2014, obviously missing all of last season, 2015 with the torn ACL, and Jordy Nelson ha- ha- having two TDs. Uh, But really stepping up, I think, and showing you perhaps that he's back, you know, those, those first two games of the season, he did good, he did solid, but it wasn't as if there was anything like outstanding. He had one touchdown in each of the first two games, which is great, but he really didn't rack up a whole lot of yards. Uh, but this was finally the game where he had, he had the one huge 49-yard reception over the middle. And, and, I mean, he was wide open. It's it's tough to say if he really, you know, had somebody been guarding him one-on-one the whole way. Uh, would he have beaten them in a foot race? I'm not sure. Uh, but, I mean, he looked great out there. And, and like I said, I, I think it's a case where Jordy Nelson, you know... Is, in terms of getting back his speed, he's just going to get a little bit better every week. And maybe by the end of the season, as long as, you know, kind of the the body blow theory doesn't kind of like creep up on him in just terms of taking a beating over the course of a whole entire year, You know, if he can stay relatively healthy, maybe by the end of the year, he's back to that 100%. But he sure looked at 98-99 on Sunday against the Lions. He looked fantastic, and um, he was really doing the job. Like I said, he was the only player on the team with more than two receptions, catching six out of the seven targets on the day, uh, times that he was targeted by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, So, yeah, Jordy Nelson, uh, getting the job done, looking good, looking relatively fast. I I don't know if he's as fast as he was pre-injury, but, you know, getting the job done regardless, uh, maybe having to get it done in different ways, but been been fantastic out there, and just, just hope to see more of that as time goes on. All right, so... Uh, Nick Perry and Jordy Nelson your blue chip performers your red chip performers Aaron Rodgers and I I really had a tough time deciding who was going to get the blue chip was it gonna be Jordy or was it Aaron I went with Jordy simply because Aaron Rodgers had kind of the pedestrian second half and it wasn't totally his fault and and by all means Aaron Rodgers had a great game I am I'm cutting hairs here, splitting hairs. It, it's he, he had a great game and especially the awesome first half with four touchdown passes uh, in which he was just dicing up the lion's secondary. And it was exactly what I wanted to see from Aaron Rodgers on the day. I said, you know, coming into the game, I wanted to see him work within the framework of the offense and hitting guys in stride. And that's what he did. Uh he he didn't hit outside of Jordy Nelson. He didn't hit you know a lot of guys a lot of times, but you know, he hit all those all the touchdown passes were so nice. Fine hitting that one with Devontae Adams was a really good play. Hitting Richard Rogers for the touchdown was a really good play. Uh even hitting Jared Cook before he got injured on the nice 15-yard gain was a good play. There was there were so many Uh, on the day that that were really nice and and it was he did a little bit of everything in in all his past completions in terms of sitting in the pocket and working within the framework of the offense but there were times where certainly he bought time with his feet and made plays on the run and you want to see that too want to see a little bit of mixture of both which is great And, and the line gave him time and it was Just a fantastic day all around. Aaron Rodgers finished the day 15 of 24 for 205 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. And as usual, that is so big, avoiding the turnover uh, for a passer rating of 129.3. As Lily Zhao said, breaking that streak of, you know, 14 games without a passer rating of over 100 looking great on the day chipping in the 22 yards rushing and uh that one of those you know there was a big long gain on the ground there in the second half that set up the packers only field goal of the second half so that was good as well uh so aaron Rodgers, your your red chip performer and i certainly wouldn't blame anybody if they wanted to put him in the blue chip category like i said we're splitting hairs um And, and, you know, as far as the other red chip performers, I I mean, you could make the case for almost anyone. Um, you know, I, I suppose I I haven't even really thought about it. I I was just worried about how, how I was going to order Nick Perry, Aaron Rodgers, and Jordy Nelson, and not even thinking so much about who the next in the line is going to be, um, you know, I will just you know just just to come out and give some give it to somebody. I'll go with Eddie Lacy, who had the hundred yard rushing effort when nobody else in the Packers' backfield was was making a difference. Um, from the standpoint that James Starks wasn't even hardly used out there uh, on on Sunday, as the Packers went you know mostly with the hot hand. But, but James Starks has done nothing this year that really notable. Uh, then the Packers lose Aaron Ripkowski. So Eddie Lacey basically had to go without the benefit of a fullback. You know, he did have one early in the game there, but then Ripkowski got injured and came out. Um, Randall Cobb wasn't used in the backfield. Ty Montgomery was on a handful of plays, but he didn't get anything going on the one rush he was given. So Eddie Lacey really holding down the fort and and getting the job done and having the best game thus far of the year of 2016, more than a hundred yards rushing. And maybe this means he's getting back on. It was, it isn't like Eddie Lacey had a poor first two games of the season, but just kind of, you know, kind of nondescript, I think a little bit, um, and, and, you know, coming out and, and, bouncing back a little bit. Um, or you could look at it from the perspective that bouncing back from all the criticism of the off season of his weight and things like that. So uh, kudos to Eddie Lacy for a good game. Um, but, I mean, there, there were so many players you could have given a red chip to for just, you know, I think that all the guys filling in on defense, it, you know, all the guys, you know, with so many injuries, with with Matthews out, with Burnett out, with, with Latroy Guyon out, with with Dayton Jones out, especially those guys in the front seven, like like Dean Lowry, having the best game of his young career, having his first tackle for a loss. By no means did he play a huge role in the game, but you love to see him out there get that first tackle for a loss and just build off of that. That was great. And Kyler Fackrell getting the first sack of his career. So these young guys in the front seven really stepping in. Brian Price just being signed earlier in the week, getting his feet wet, and being part of that. Uh, you know that Packers run D. You could make the argument that all of these guys uh, deserve a red chip, but the ultimately the, they go to Aaron Rodgers and Eddie Lacy. All right, your couch hit performers and and again, this is splitting hairs here. Um because there there were not a lot of poor performances on Sunday. Um I'm going to give one of them to the 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 one who I thought had the worst performance of the day was cornerback Josh Hawkins for the Packers. And there are many reasons for why he got a a cow chip and and certainly there are understandable reasons in terms of that it was his n f l regular season debut, the first game he's played in because he missed those first two weeks with a hamstring injury so he didn't he didn't even get that you know didn't even get that chance to to get those jitters out of the way on opening day in Jacksonville or things like that. He's got to come in and play in front of the home audience, and, and maybe he would have been better off had he gone some time earlier on. But Josh Hawkins was the victim on that long 70-plus yard pass play to Marvin Jones at the end of the first half um, where Hawkins got beat. It looked like he tripped a little. Uh, it looked like he gave up after he thought Marvin Jones maybe stepped out of bounds. Uh, so, I mean, there was just so many things about that play that, uh, you know, Josh Hawkins has to learn from um, that he that he really did poorly on that one particular play. And then in the fourth quarter as well, he had a penalty on special teams. I believe it was the punt team. He had a holding call. Uh, so just, you know, all around on, on defense and, and on special teams, it was kind of a, a forgettable day. For, for Josh Hawkins. Um, uh, although he did have a past defense and good for him for, you know, contributing a little bit there. Um, but it, you know, like I said, I, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't get all up in arms, uh, because you know, it is a rookie making his debut and undrafted one at that. Who's been battling injury issues. You just hope he learns from all this. And, um, and and moves on. And, and I was having a really hard time coming up with another cow chip performer. Um I you know, maybe Demarius Randall had a bad day, but hey, if to me, if you cause a turnover, and this is what Demarius Randall has did so much last year, is he got beat several times, but he always came up with the big play. And that's what he did uh, on Sunday against the Lions, ripping that interception away uh, from the tight end. And, and, you know, that was a huge momentum swing right there. If you can do that, to me, if you can force that turnover, that kind of negates almost the, the, bad, the bad play the rest of the day, giving up several other big uh, plays and the touchdown. So that, that's why I decided not to go with Demarius Randall there. And, and I guess... You know, I, if I have to give it to somebody, usually I give two chips in every category. If, if I had to give it to someone, I was just going to say I'm going to go out there. And maybe this is kind of the season as a whole. And it, I again, I am I am nitpicking here because it wasn't like a bad day, but I'm going to give a cow chip to HaHa ha Clinton Dix just from the standpoint that through through three weeks, you know, where has he been in terms of like, making a difference he's just kind of been out there and yeah you'll see him make a few tackles but it's like you know the packers run defense has played so well but they've got torched in the secondary and you're you're sitting there wondering where is the safety help and it just hasn't been there now and and haha Dix isn't the only one hasn't been there from morgan burnett and and some of the guys who have replaced him as he's been out of the lineup um but yeah, I mean, there's just been no big plays. You're thinking, oh, ha ha, Clint Dicks is on the verge of big things. But you know, there hasn't been anything. No, no interceptions, no sacks, no fumbles. Just kind of uh, a couple pedestrian tackles, everybody, every here and there. So uh, it, w- it wasn't like a bad day for Haclind. But nobody had a bad day. That's that's why I'm having such a hard time coming up with one outside of Josh Hawkins so uh that uh, by default i guess that's that's who's getting it um be, because there aren't a there weren't a whole lot of candidates otherwise so uh kind of uh, admittedly uh i am splitting hairs and and you can kind of uh uh hopefully you can understand where i'm coming from there uh almost nobody deserved it uh, I'm just doing it an obligation to my usual pattern of two chips in every category, every game. Uh, but anyway, uh, next segment. The day ahead. All right. So uh, kind of uh, the last time in which uh, players will be around green Bay here for a little bit uh, before enjoying the bye week, Uh busy day, especially for the coaches, Mike McCarthy will have his press conference at 3:45 p.m. Central Time. That'll be streamed live at Packers.com if you want to see him speak. And then he's followed by the coordinators, so uh, they'll speak after him, and that'll all be online at the team's official website. And then after that, you know, Mike McCarthy tapes his uh, weekly television show, the Mike McCarthy Show. Uh, inside the atrium, the the third floor uh, of the atrium uh, on Monday evening. Um, that, that's free and open to the public, so you can check that out. After that happens, Packers Live with Larry McCarron is recorded on Monday nights at 6.30 p.m. inside the Lambeau Field atrium, so there's that as well. Uh, Mason Crosby has already been announced as the guest and all sorts of Packers talk shows today. Um, Randall Cobb will be uh, the host on Inside the Huddle at 5 o'clock p.m. on Fox 11 in Green Bay. That's at the Green Bay Distillery, free and open to the public. Uh, The fifth quarter airs on WTAQ Radio in Green Bay. That's at the Stadium View Bar and Grill, which is free and open to the public. Um, Chris Banjo will be the host this week on In the Huddle on the Woodward Radio Network. That's at Game Day Sports Bar in Appleton, free and open to the public. Um, Eddie Lacy will be Ty Montgomery's guest on Clubhouse Live on Monday night at the Clubhouse Bar and Grill inside the Radisson in Appleton at 6.30 um, p.m. Central Time, uh, streamed live on PackersNews.com. So there's that as well. So all sorts of opportunities uh, to see Packers players in the media. And like I said, this is maybe the last opportunity of the week because they go on the bye week here. They'll probably take care of business today, maybe tomorrow. You know, Maybe some of the guys who were injured won't leave for the bye week because they'll stay for rehab and things like that. But if players are healthy, they get out of town for the next week or so uh before uh, you know ramping up for the new york giants down the road here so uh that's what to look forward to here um with the green bay packers and and that'll do it for today's episode of railroad central thank you everybody so much for joining us thank you to lily Zhao of wfrb for joining us on the show and uh, we'll see you later, folks. already got, have our next guest lined up as usual, Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com, who joins us every Wednesday uh, during the football season. So we'll, we'll talk to him this Wednesday, uh, post you know this last game before the bye, and we'll give him off the following Wednesday uh, with no Packers game the following week. Um, but anyway, looking forward to that Wednesday. The show airs every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8.30 a.m., central time the live edition of the show which is podcasted and on demand later in the day my call to action is always as usual if you've not done so already please give us a rating and a review on itunes it's the one small thing we ask the show is free of charge no subscription no paywall so if you do us a solid head to itunes search cheesehead tv it'll pop right up and uh give us that five star rating brief little review doesn't have to be anything long but it helps get word out about the show and think it's a service to Packers fans. So I appreciate it if you could do that. Thank you very much to those of you who have and who are going to. All right, folks, see you Wednesday. Enjoy Victory Monday and enjoy, relish this bounce back win over the Lions. I leave you today with a song called Different Light by Steve Winwood. On Psy Fidelity Records. See ya. Go pack. Go.